Funnels, Clicks, and Conversions, Episode 3. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Funnels, Clicks, and Conversions. My name is Peter Adal, your host, and you're listening to the podcast that is all about helping you, the small business owner, the entrepreneur, navigate these changes that are happening throughout the digital marketing world. Listen, 22 is almost over. 2023 is just around the bend. (laughs) And things are going to change, as they always do. It's one of those things where you look back and you think to yourself, a lot has happened in the last three years. A lot of changes have happened. And the reality is, that's not going to change at all. That's only going to continue. So, thanks for coming out to this relaunch episode here before 2023. I truly appreciate it. This is going to be one of those episodes that we'll be talking through setting your marketing goals or for marketing efforts in 2023. And we'll be getting to that in just a second. But just a few housekeeping things here. It's been a little while, so I just want to address it. I just want to make a quick addressment here. There are things that sometimes, as one would say, you have good intentions, but good intentions don't lead to things, as we'll talk about today. You need to actually set goals and actually do the work. I think when I look back here, I had some good intentions for the podcast here, and so I am just basically getting back to the realization, and let me clarify that. The need is a better way to say it. That number one, I need to do this for a whole bunch of reasons. This is one of those things where uh, there's a lot of things that I get to do on a daily basis of working with clients and analyzing data and just working through paid advertising all the time, looking at analytics, studying marketing trends. And yeah, I want to be sure to share that with the world as best I can uh, in a way that hopefully can help you. And so this episode is, like I said at the intro there, to help you, the small business owner, the entrepreneur, navigate these changes that are coming. Because when it comes to your marketing efforts, especially digitally, it can be a little confusing. You're focused on helping customer Z or helping helping customer, I guess I'll just throw some names out there, Joe and Susie. And how do you find the other Joes and Susies that are out there? You got to market to them. And what was being done two years ago is not what's happening now in some aspects. Let me get into that in another episode. But the reality is that things are going to change. And actually 2023 is, I think, going to be a very big year of change once again in the marketing world. 2020 was obviously the big one, just with all the COVID implications and what that did. I think it made everybody realize that, oh, you know what? The online world is actually pretty important because that is the only way that people are going to come to me. Now, obviously, that's changed a little bit since then, but it has not changed in the sense that, okay, this is an avenue that I need to implement my business and make sure that is up to up, is running well, or at minimum, I'm understanding and collecting data so that I can make informed decisions. So that's what this podcast is here to help you. If this is your first episode, just know that I run my own, for lack of a better word, I think the term that everybody would be more familiar with is like agency. But yes, I do that as my full-time gig. And 
the whole reason I got into this world of the digital world was primarily through podcasting. As far as like podcasting is what helped me understand like, oh, there's this thing called a website that you can do X, Y, and Z back in 2010. <laughs> and in 2011, I launched my first podcast. This has been this was a, a springing off of that podcast. And yeah, I've just been doing podcast now for actually quite a few years and i have some other ones that are out there but we're not here to talk about that we're here to talk about you so without further ado let's get into it all right setting goals for your marketing efforts here in 2023 so i have an outline here i'm going to walk through on this but the first thing i would start with everybody especially potential clients when they're looking to see if i can help them is i need to know if i can help them So the first question I ask, and this is the first question I'm going to say here as well, is what does success look like? What does it look like? Like, what what do you want to happen? What is the transformation that you want? Uh, Just like you're maybe helping transform your customers, what is the transformation you want to happen for yourself? Now, that might be looking back at the last 365 days realizing there's some things this wise metric wise that you want to improve upon or get better at or whatever the scenario is so there's things there but with your marketing what do you want your marketing efforts to help you accomplish right so i'm not gonna talk too much more about that that question is pretty straightforward and don't be shocked if you hear that question and you can't quite get a great answer out sometimes that will take somebody else to sometimes that will take you talking with someone to like really work through that properly that is not uncommon some people know it immediately this is what i want okay and some people are like I, boy that's a great question I need to really think about that, but obviously that's really important. So what does success look like? And the reason I bring that up is because sometimes when people think about marketing efforts, they're thinking about something that is like really hot. I would say high and lofty. I don't know that's the right phrase. It's it's not as tangible maybe in their mind, right? Maybe that's a better way to say it. I... You know, when you're running digital ads, it's not like you can touch them. So sometimes it can be difficult for the mind to describe what you're looking for when they just think about their marketing efforts. But when you think about what the business wants, usually that's how you can back fill into what you want your marketing efforts to accomplish. And oftentimes, just thinking, just being honest with people, businesses have been around a while, especially when it comes, they've done a lot of traditional media in their life. So running ads and ads in newspapers, radio ads, maybe maybe some like local TV station ads, stuff of this nature. And the problem with that, and it's changed since then a little bit, is there isn't a lot of data that you've been able to work with previously in that. And even the data that comes back to you is very much, once again, a very high level. How many impressions did you get? Sometimes you can't even get like how many people, individual people did you reach? So for example, what I mean by that is... You had 100 impressions and you reached 50 people. It's never that straightforward, but basically what that means is you reach 50 people and you and they saw your ad twice using that platform. That's that's difficult. A radio station, how many people heard it? Well, I don't know. 
they're not going to be able to give you a great answer on that oftentimes. They might give you a general answer, which is based in some data of some sort and some accuracy to a certain level. But yeah, these are the things that you just need to think through a little bit. And that's why we always start with what does success look like? Okay, if we want to get X amount of leads, X amount of sales, all right, back that up. How many leads do we need to get? Okay, how do you get your leads? Do you get them through phone? Do you get them through email? Oh, okay, form submission? Okay, good. All right, this is good. So where is this happening? And then you can just keep backing up further and further. So what does success look like? Number two, identify the target audience. For a lot of you, this is going to be pretty easy. But for some of you, you maybe are in a season where you're like, my target audience is changing. Who I was working with before is not who I'm working with now. Who I work with in Q1 of 2023 is probably going to be a little different than who I worked with in Q4 of 2023. So I understand that. Just think through that. Who are they? Gender, age, location. Are they homeowners? Renter. There's a bunch of things there. Are they parents? Do they have kids? Do they not have kids? There's a whole bunch of things there you can think through. But you want to identify the target audience. Number three, once you have that information, then set some goals. Now, you've heard of SMART goals, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. And I'm not going to spend a ton of time on that. There's a lot of podcasts out there on that right now. <laughs> but I do want to focus on the time-bound one specifically. And here's the reason why. I want you to look at the data that you do have if you're setting goals for 2023 based on previous data and break it down by Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4. Here's why. The issue that I've had with setting goals for the next year, a couple reasons, number one, a couple things. Number one, do it early. Like when you're thinking about next year, don't be doing that on January 1st. It's, if you are listening to this in 2023, then start now. I mean, the, you know, what? 10 years is the best time to plant a tree. If not, then do it today. That type of, for sure. It's ideal that you start doing this before 2023. That's the ideal. Okay. Number two, implement something called the 12-week year. Now, this came up from Brian Moran, I will not give a full in-depth chat or talk on that. Maybe a future episode, I don't know. But it is revolutionary in the sense of helping you actually achieve your goals. Let me explain. Instead of looking at 365 days, you look at it as basically four years to your year, or four quarters, if you will, right? It doesn't have to start on January 1st, but basically the 12-week year is to say, okay, 12 weeks from now, what do I want? What does success look like? And then you can back it from there. Now, why is that important? Because you as an individual are going to have a way easier time understanding 12 weeks from now than 365 days from now. The mind, even as I say that, your mind is trying to grasp that appropriately. You understand that that's a year. But your mind can't grasp it. I'm a big fan of history. It's the same thing of why Stalin would say, one is a tragedy, a million is statistic. Your mind just can't grasp it the same way. All right? Apologies for the dog barking. So those are that's something I want you to think about for that. The 12-week year, and it allows you then, if you 
for example, if you don't make it at the end of one of those 12 weeks, guess what? You have another 12 weeks after that. If you don't make it then, you have another 12 weeks after that to make it. And that way you're actually chunking up your year in a way that you can react, adapt to the changes. Think of it this way. People who had the 12-week year who were doing something like this in 2020 adapted. Why is that? Because they naturally had an end at March, and sure enough, what happened in March, COVID did. And they had to adapt. Now, obviously, that was pretty seismic. They tried to adapt. Let me, maybe that's a better way. Essentially, you can overcome setbacks a lot quicker. All right. Next, develop your marketing plan then. So if you got the 12 weeks, start working that back. What do you need to do every week? And the nice part about this is also then once you can identify what you need to do every week, you can then start to identify what you need to be doing daily. What habits do you need to implement for your marketing efforts? Right? That's a whole lot easier than saying, this is what I need for 2023 as a whole. Okay, let me break that over 52 weeks. What do I need to be doing every single week? Technically, it's probably possible, but your mind, energy, and attention, more specifically, will not be the same. By the way, if you don't believe me, when you have a deadline of December 31st, when do you really start really identifying, okay, are we going to be able to make it? A lot of times, those last three months of the year, and specifically, <laughs> maybe mid-November, maybe even early December, man, we got to end, end strong. That's when you're really pushing. So this is a way to kind of get your mind to, I don't say trick your mind, but in, in a way. All right. Eight resources. So determine budgets, different resources, maybe some staff, maybe how much time you'll need. Once again, break it down for the time aspect of it between weeks and days. So that's going to just basically looking at your calendar, looking at your finances of what you're going to be doing for investing, understand that a bit better. All right, I'm not going to spend too much on that. The next thing, though, is implement and track your marketing efforts. So this is where I'd actually get down into the tools and the tracking piece of it specifically. So I'm going to tell you the tools that, number one, I use and I would recommend. Okay. There are other ones out there. I'm sure there are. These are the ones that overall the industry uses in some capacity or something like it. <laughs> and maybe a few that you have not really heard of. The first one I would recommend implementing your website is something called Tag Manager. Google Tag Manager. It's owned by Google. You can implement your website, and the reason why you would do that is because there are some things with tracking, with Google Analytics moving forward, especially in 2023, that you're going to need Google Tag Manager anyways for that. That's number one. Number two, Google Tag Manager allows anyone, for the most part, to be able to add tracking code to your website without needing a developer. Once the code is on your website, the initial Google tracking code, all you're doing is essentially adding to that code in another system that's really easy. Copy and paste, essentially. So think of it this way. You take the effort, if you need to have a developer get involved, to place tracking code, the Google Tag Manager code, on the website. Now, instead of needing the developer to add 
any additional tracking code on the website for about 95% of the time, all you need is access to Google Tag Manager. And you just copy and paste the code into that. And voila, you're not waiting, you get it done quickly, everything of that nature. Okay, yeah. Tag Manager. If you haven't, if you haven't implemented it yet, implement it. All right. Google Analytics is changing Universal Analytics, which has been basically, essentially, the thing we've been using for the past 10 years is changing, it's going away. Google Analytics 4 is what's coming. It's going to happen for sure, I believe, in July of 23 here. It's ending. Google Universal Analytics is ending. Now, the reason why I'm bringing this up is, yes, that's months away, but ideally you want to have Google Analytics 4 on your website now heading into the new year because, listen, if there's a way that you can look back at data, even if you don't quite know how to decipher it and analyze it, that's going to be good. That's okay. That's an okay thing. That's a that's something that you can still have for either yourself when you realize how to understand how to do that or somebody else like myself to be able to analyze it. It's just good to have tracking like that implemented. Okay. And at a minimum, it's going to track the high level, most high level things of your visits and users, page views, stuff of this nature. Okay. It's still going to at least track that. Implement that. All right. We'll get more into that in another episode. That's going to take, honestly, that's going to be one of the biggest things we'll be talking about here, probably upcoming. And then other marketing tracking tools, pixels, Facebook pixel, maybe Google ads, also Microsoft ads or Bing, as you may be used to know, Twitter, LinkedIn, what other tracking pixels that are out there that you use for your marketing efforts, add them to your website. Or if you have Tag Manager, add them into Tag Manager. Some other ones that are really important to think through are is heat mapping, tra- heat map tracking, session recording, where it actually records the sessions of the users. You can see exactly what they did. Uh, scroll map tracking and move tracking. And why that's helpful is because you can actually see how people overall interact with your website on an individual level as well as a macro level. So you can see where they're clicking. And oftentimes, as seen many times on different landing pages, you'll see where they're clicking on something, and that's not a thing. Like, it doesn't do anything. But they think it does. And you can understand then, oh, yeah, I would probably think that too. And then you can make that do something. Maybe that's open up a pop-up, take them to a different page, whatever. And you can actually help them have a better user experience and potentially increase your leads pretty easily. So, yes. Uh, the tool I use for that is, is I'm using is called True Conversion. The one that's out there is probably the most popular is Hotjar. I don't know. I like Hotjar, but I'm beginning to like this True Conversion more and more. It's also got some funnel tracking on a macro scale that I really appreciate. Uh, and yeah, it's basically got everything. So uh, try to have those linked up here. Uh, two other things. Number one is call tracking. Highly underrated. Highly underrated. If you are a business, probably even a local business, but it doesn't have to be local, that has a significant amount of your customers calling or potential customers calling you, and that's how you get things started, get estimates, whatever, call tracking. CallRail is the platform 
that I would recommend for that. But I know there's other ones. But listen, I've used Caldwell for many years now with many clients. And it is extremely helpful to be able to just have a way to create phone numbers, dynamic phone numbers, whatever, that actually change based on the source or track the source of where the call is coming from. Think of it this way. If the, a, even if it's a, maybe 30% or less, whatever, that's one thing. But if 50% of your customer base is calling in or potential customer base is calling in, like your leads, leads are coming in as calls, then you want to know where those are coming from, right? What marketing effort is delivering that? Was it your Facebook post? Was it your Google search ad? Was it the radio? Was it the newspaper? That's the thing. Every single one of those sources I could track. And we could actually see what phone calls came from that. And actually who called? That's the other thing. So call tracking, highly underrated, highly recommended. And then lastly, a data a dashboard to track all this information would be ideal, I think, for anyone. I do this with my clients, for example, where I have a, a tool that basically continues to pull data. Sometimes, obviously, some people want it, some people don't want it potentially, but even for myself, it allows me to see things at a quick level, high level, to be able to see, okay, that looks off, that looks good. Let me dive more into X, and it just helps track things overall. Even if it's just the high-level things of visitors, sessions, form submissions, calls, page views, clicks, conversions, the funnel as a whole. Just stuff like that. It's it. Having something like that is, is a great thing to have. And then lastly, going back to the 12-week-year concept, review and adjust as needed. Obviously, at the end of 12 weeks, it's a great time for review, but if not... Honestly, this is where when you implement the 12-week year, having basically that weekly accountability because you need to essentially try to hit your weekly metrics in order to reach your goal. Yeah. You're going to review and you're going to adjust pretty pretty consistently. You're also going to identify potentially where your tracking problems are quicker. So if something isn't lining up either based on your efforts and yeah, it's just not it's just not matching the amount of maybe the calls you got into what's actually being recorded. Okay, why is that? Where's the discrepancy? Why is that happening? You can get to the bottom of that versus six months later realizing, oh, this isn't lining up exactly, right? There's just something beautiful about the 12-week year that is very helpful for that. Basically, (laughs) how do you you set goals for 2023? The 12-week year, that's the solution. That's the framework I'd recommend. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for coming out and listening to this episode. I truly appreciate it. I hope this has been helpful for you. Thanks for sticking around. For those of you that are in your car, I hope you make it to your destination. For those of you who are running, biking, walking, whatever the may may be, I hope you finish that mile. And for those of you that found me all the way or stuck stuck through all the way and found me online randomly, Thanks for sticking around. I hope this has been helpful for you. And I hope you stick around for the next episodes to come too. All right, everyone. Take care. 2023 is coming. Change is coming. But you're going to be prepared. All right, everyone. Cheers.